0: what's up everybody welcome to the pick six podcast cbs sports daily nfl podcast i'm will Britton. i'm your host it is monday august 30th and we are recapping week three of the preseason it may actually be sunday august 29th if you're watching on youtube youtube.com slash pick six if you want to get the episodes early uh, or watch them or look at me in my amazing bud Bull hat i think it's i think i assume it's new but retro uh and i'm wearing it One, because it's an incredible Bud Bowl hat. But two, because this episode and the Pick 6 Podcast are presented by... Oh, yeah. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL. a limited edition Bud Light team can with us as you listen along to get your team cans with your favorite team on them or maybe you're well yeah, yeah you get your favorite team you don't want get a you wouldn't get a division rival uh beer head to slash delivery now to order i've got my carolina panthers bottle right here you can see it on on youtube of course uh very nice aluminum can 16 ounces i believe uh, a bunch of different uh, slogans two states one team touchdown blue and black attack icy blue for the fans rawr, all over it great stuff Get yours today at BudLight.com slash delivery. I assume Tyler Sullivan, aka Sully, that you will head to BudLight.com slash delivery and order some Patriots beer, uh Bud Light, after this episode.
1: Absolutely. I mean, come on now. It's this is the time of year. They the those things around here in New England is it's just insane. You you are, uh, I mean, we're we're big sports fans anyways, and it's just a crazy sports town. And you know, we're Boston. We, we we like to drink up here. So yeah, no, you, you're mixing the two things very, pretty very good. Responsibly up there. Yeah, of course, of course. Okay. But yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a very popular drink this time of year.
0: Absolutely. Why would it not be? All right, let's say we're gonna recap week three of the preseason. Uh, in the feed, we have all of our fantasy week episodes and of course nerd week, basically just an extended preview of the 2021 NFL season. Coming up this week, we'll do gambling week where we sort of look at some of the best bets, picks, predictions. Um we actually have it's weird, Sully, because I don't think anybody's fully grasped it. I know that like a bunch of people hit me like, "Where are we doing the fantasy draft? When's the draft? We got to get the draft done." I'm like, "Look, the preseason ends and then there's just going to be you're going to be shocked at how long the gap is relative to normal years. Usually it ends on Sunday, <clears throat> excuse me, and then it's Thursday night is the opening kickoff. Now it's end on like Sunday, and then ten days later is gonna be the kickoff. That's it's a full extra week, really. Yeah, it's like a weird,
1: it's like a weird bye week. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's it's very odd. I mean, me and my friends, we are always like end of the preseason. We have to do it then. You know, we we did it a few years where like before, and it, it kind of screwed over a couple of guys. So they obviously weren't too happy with right. it. But yeah, no, now I think most, uh, I think most people are doing like the the Labor Day weekend kind of thing. It's actually kind of a great time to do it. You have yeah. a whole week to figure it all out. Like I, uh, we're doing it. Uh, the one I've been doing like for 10 years now it's we're doing it on the Monday. It's great. I mean, that, 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 it and, gives you time to prepare.
0: And and by the way, as um, someone who does fantastic work, writing on CBS sports.com uh, you should be thrilled that the movement the move, they've moved cut day from a Saturday, Saturday on labor day to the Tuesday After the third week of the preseason, that is lovely if you write about football professionally.
1: Yeah, I don't know who I need to go and give a hug to, but that was that was that that was really important to me. That was great.
0: That Saturday sucks. And I mean, not to complain. We write about football. You don't want to complain about it. But, you know, it it sucks worse for the guys getting cut. But you're sitting around, you know, grinding on transactional news on a Saturday when you're when you're hoping that you could be. Uh, maybe out drinking a uh, one or two Patriots Bud Lights. Absolutely. Or, or Panthers Bud Lights. No,
1: again, who, just tell me who I need to give a hug to, and, and I'm on my way. Just get right up on that stage and hug Adele <laughs> at the next draft.
0: Uh, notable performances from the weekend. We will start with the, the game that's actually being played. This is probably a bad move by me, but yeah, whatever. Uh, the game is actually being played while we're recording. Uh, there will be two games. Two ga- so we're recording this on Sunday afternoon. Uh, there are two games. In that are being played, Bengals at do, uh, Dolphins at Bengals and Raiders at 49ers. The Patriots and Giants will not will, will play after we record this. If anything super notable happens, of course, we'll let everybody know. Um, you know, like I mean, if something happened to Mac or Cam, maybe that would require an emergency podcast. We'll see. Uh, Browns and Falcons on Sunday night as well. And then Cardinal Saints was actually canceled because that gave a schedule to be played in New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans was under evacuation orders, of course. They were gonna, they moved it to like noon. And then just canceled it all together because Hurricane Ida was coming in at, uh, I think, made landfall at 1 p.m. or maybe 1 th- somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in the afternoon on the East Coast. Uh, look, sir, th- this is a dangerous, scary hurricane, 150 miles an hour. Uh, thoughts and prayers for everybody in the city of New Orleans. Be safe. Um, and it hopefully it passes by and quickly slows down. That, that hot gulf water got it got it working. But the 49ers and the Raiders are playing right now. It is just about to be halftime. The 49ers are up 14-3, and they, got, they still have Trey Lance in there. And the reason they got to 14 points, it wasn't any passing touchdowns. It was two rushing touchdowns, one by Jimmy G and one by Trey Lance. I thought it was very notable, Sully, that Kyle Shanahan, uh, I believe it was Albert Breer who he first told, suggested that he was going to do alternating quarterbacks. And everybody's like, oh, that's, that's ridiculous. You can't do that. Chris Lee and Tebow are the only ones that ever made it work. But then he did it,
1: and it worked. It was insane. And, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo got the start in this game, and on the first drive, you're getting a nice third, it was, it
0: was It was the third play. Trey Lance came in. They subbed him out, and then they brought Jimmy back in on the fourth play. And then the fifth play, they brought Trey Lance back in.
1: And then when they got to the red zone, it was all Trey Lance with that one up until Jimmy Garoppolo ran for the touchdown. So, I mean, it is very interesting to see how they're going to kind of go about this. You know, I know that you love it. I'm a little bit more cautiously optimistic in terms of just looking at it as a fan standpoint and looking at it from a fun standpoint. I, I, I think it's going to be great to watch. How great is it for the 49ers and, and ultimately, how is it for the development? Of Trey Lance, because you know, yes, it's kind of exciting to see this kind of up tempo and it's working against the Raiders, but it's working against the Raiders in the third preseason game of the summer. Ain't no starters out there, right? So, so when you're actually playing in these games, you know, it almost reminds me a little bit of you know, the New Orleans Saints when they had the Drew Brees Taysom Hill type of situation. It almost felt like Sean Payton at times, it would annoy me where it's like, all right, you had something grooving there and you almost feel like you have to put in Taysom Hill. I don't want uh, Kyle Shanahan to feel like he has to continue to mix and match it. It's interesting right now. It's certainly going to give the Detroit Lions a a complete popsicle headache to try to figure out in week one. But I am a little cautious about just how actually impactful it's going to be once you get the starters in the regular season.
0: I think it's also possible that he is less aggressive with it in – week one or week yeah. two or week three and that he's in fact the, and the reason why you would think he would be less aggressive with it is that one he leaked this out that he was thinking about doing this and then two he actually went and did it in the preseason so it's it's a little odd that you go and so if you're playing and it is odd too that they are playing the lions right you know it's right. like by the way did you say popsicle headache popsicle headache yeah I like, that. I like a like a like an ice cream headache. like a brain freeze yeah. yeah yeah okay i like that that's good um i mean dan can't like you're a seven-point favorite on the road. Do you really need is now? I mean, I guess I guess if, the only time you can do it is in the preseason if you're going to mess with your opponent's heads and force them to prep for all this. Um, but I, that's why I kind of think, because remember the Shanahan's, when they were with Washington, did not uh, run a single read option play in the preseason when RG3 was a rookie. And then week one brought it out to devastate and uh, devastating results for other teams. So I sort of wonder if that just makes my head like I sort of wonder like is Cal Shanahan trying to make work for somebody else if he's doing that is it why would you do it with the Lions and then you know or or is this just all right look I'm really doing this as you can see it works and now we're gonna do it in the regular season please don't question me I'm a play calling genius
1: yeah no it could be a combination of all that I mean there is certainly a a gamesmanship to it right Uh, of just you know not not even for week one it's anytime you know Anytime Sean McVay's looking at tape, he, he's he's a guy that's going to completely say, hey, we know that these guys can do this. We're seeing them two times a year. Let's keep an eye on this. And even if it takes, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes just right. in, in a meeting, that's exactly what Kyle Shan wants to do. So it could just be a, a, a gamesmanship scenario. Yeah, but has, also,
0: If the defensive staff for the Rams yeah. is spending an extra four to five hours in a week to prepare for this, that is creating problems for the Rams. I mean, that, that is taking away four to five hours they can prepare for your regular offense.
1: And that's just the minimum of what this sure. was for Kyle Shanahan. I mean, at the, at the very bare minimum, that's what this does that we just saw in that opening drive and pretty much throughout the first half here in that game with the 49ers. I'm interested to see how it goes. Like I was saying, I'm a little bit cautious about it. I also, I, I do look at it from a standpoint of, okay, how much are you going to make Trey Lance? I, I don't want Trey Lance to become gimmicky. I right. don't want him to be... You know, in a scenario where it was last year in Miami where two is coming in and then all of a sudden Fitzpatrick's coming out and it's really hurting the development of Trey Lance because ultimately they traded up to the number three overall pick. They invested a ton to get Trey Lance in here. You don't want to all of a sudden turn into a gimmicky quarterback right out of the gate here as much as you want him on the field and Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: Yeah, my counter to that, and I I agree with you, you do not want that to happen, but my counter to that would be by using Trey Lance this way, you are getting him – Value like you're getting him more reps, and he would be sure. getting Jimmy Garoppolo who's playing well, and not like in the game garbage reps. Like you're using him as a weapon. You use his legs as a weapon, and I, I would assume that they'll build off of it. If like you know, in other words, you you know you have these read option plays where Trey Lance is running in for a touchdown. Where you build off of that with some play action where you know it's a, a RPO or whatever it is, and he, you know, he throws over the top to George Kittle who leaks out. So I mean, there's ways that they'll build off of it. Kyle is a smart guy. I I think it'll be viable, but I, I agree with you, like. There, there are reasons to be concerned about what they're doing. It's not something that has traditionally worked um, in in the modern NFL, and if that's the case here, but I, I, I trust Kyle Shanahan is basically yeah, absolutely what I'm getting at. Josh Allen, the uh, Bills quarterback, the Buffalo Bills. I believe they do. They smoke. Do they cover? They covered right? Did they cover? No, uh, yeah, they, did cover, they, they covered. Yeah. They covered. Yeah, they got easily covered. Beat the Packers 19-0. to uh, Oh, yeah, there are two multiple takeaways from this game. Josh Allen came in, and I think they ran one running play in the first 20 plays. He went 20 of 26, 194 yards, two touchdowns, including a very nice 31-yard strike to Gabe Davis, who finished with five catches, 75 yards, and a score. He looked – Look, I mean – I think they ran those passing plays in order to get Allen into into rhythm and to and to get him you know one final tune up before the regular season. But man, and in the Packers defense, you know it was preseason defense, but Josh Allen looked pretty freaking awesome.
1: I mean, it it looked if you if you put down money that he is going to have an MVP season, if you are banking on Josh Allen to be the league MVP, you're feeling really good about that bet going into this going out of this game. He completed 10 of his first 11 passes on the day was just surgical. I mean, I mean, to me, it really did have a preview of what could be to come here when he threw that touchdown to Gabe Davis. I mean, it was a bullet. Yeah. over the middle it was it was all, it was just a great throw by him and I was a little interested to see what we're gonna you know wh- how Josh Allen is going to look in 2021 he obviously made just a a massive leap from 2019 to 2020 and it, it, like just a, a seismic leap in his production and turned himself into an MVP caliber quarterback does that continue does he stay where he is does he regress a little bit right now it looks like he is well on his way to just continuing that path of ascending to a league MVP status and to me that's just extremely exciting for the Buffalo Bills and Allen's chances in the AFC this year
0: yeah and we talked about the bills a lot I think yeah. I, I like I like the the Pats and the Dolphins and I actually like where the Jets are going in terms of their building process. I don't think they'll be any good this year but man I still think the bills are by far in a way the best team in that division like as a Patriots fan do you expect? Or a Patriots supporter, I mean, Patriot fan, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah you're right. Uh, as, a, as, as, a, as a longtime Patriots fan, do you, is your expectation, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's almost like a, sort of a wild card expectation at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that, and that's fair. I mean, anybody who says, "Oh, they're coming back and you know they're they're taking the bills down," you know, I hope they enjoyed their one year. That's ridiculous because it wasn't a fluky type of season for Buffalo, where it was just a down year for the Patriots, and that's the only reason they kind of were able to to bubble back up to the surface. I mean, we saw what that looked like over 20 years where the Patriots didn't win the division, whether it was Miami or the Jets or, or you know, whoever it was kind of bubbling up and winning one year and, and, and the Patriots coming back later on, it doesn't feel like that with Buffalo. It feels like they are legitimately just building a strong or have built a strong franchise from top to bottom under Sean McDermott, and now they have a franchise quarterback in Josh Allen. So to me, you know, that that to me is... the. Is the way to do it. And now we get He's
0: sneaking. He opened the door and snuck up here. Did you just sneak up on me? Were you trying to sneak up on me? I was trying to sneak up to tell but, but dining but dining tables clean. Oh, great job. Well, you can go by your uh Robux then. Close that door, please.
1: So we we're just talking about the bills, the dining room table's clean. You can jump on it and break it. I mean, that's that's the move right Hi, there. You're good
0: yeah uh we we had a family project to clean off the dining room table and and clear it off and he gets uh 800 robux which Whoa. is which is worth like t- it's like 10 dollars for 800 robux but that was the uh, so he wanted to it's actually i think it's actually he hadn't done anything since i when it came up here it, it, like since me and ak like did the most of the work hmm. and, but he's he needs some robux so he came up <laughs> here and was like wow oh, the dining table's clean and I, I heard like a door over there and I like he's doing this. He's been doing this thing where he like tiptoes up here to like totally <laughs> try and scare me. If I if I I looked over, like he was just right there walking up and it scared. Me. That's, my son Robbie came in here in case you didn't hear him on the podcast or Devo edited it out. Any rate, yeah. And I, I would I would reiterate this too. By the way, yeah. The Bills are twelve to one to win the Super Bowl, six to one to win the conference. I don't know that I like either of those bets because they're it's just a little too short. Yeah, and they have to go through Kansas City to do it, but they're minus one fifty five to win the division. I think that is a good bet.
1: Yeah, hit hammer that. I mean, you're talking at that point, you're just talking about a Josh Allen injury. I mean, that's really the right. only thing I think, unless like, you know, and I don't expect this, but like Tua comes out of nowhere and, and just you know takes a Josh Allen type leap and is is contending there. I don't think New England is is right there yet. I think they're going to probably start the year with Cam and then see what happens with Jones. So like, they're still kind of you know figuring it out as they go. They could still be a wild card team, like I said, but I I, I don't really see anybody right now contending with buffalo in that division i just i think it's a runaway
0: yeah i tend to agree i also and then you can get those bet you can get that odd, those odds at caesars they're over under for wins the bills 11 i still like the over but a, i liked it a lot better at 10 and a half with the yeah. juice just because i mean although i think god 11 and 6 would kind of be a bad season for it's these win totals are, are it's so screw it because you're like 11 win season that's great you're like eh. 11-6 is not that great.
1: It's really it's really going to be interesting to see how these change in a year from now after everybody figures out what it's like with the 17 games. I, I do think that this is throwing a little bit of a wrench in it or it's a feeling out process with that.
0: Yeah, and, and I would never suggest that the books don't know what they're doing. I just don't think there's an understanding of how this is going to play out. In fact, betting on the preseason this year, the thing that I learned from week three was that you know you have these coaches, some of whom are treating week three like week three, and so of you know last year's week 3 or two years ago you know old week 3 and some of people were treating week 3 as old week 4 and so it's it's really hard to you have to be careful in, in that regard. Uh, oh uh, Jordan Love also played for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers hadn't played once in the preseason. He's not he didn't take a single snap. Jordan Love 12 of 18, 149 yards and an interception. He looked good for the most part. But when he got pressured and sort of got Uh, thrown off his game, it felt like he just wasn't quite ready. And I think if you're the Packers, you have to be very happy that Aaron Rodgers is back for the full season.
1: Well, that was my takeaway, is that, you know, you you look at what Jordan Love was able to do. Yes, very promising, very encouraging – But if you're the Green Bay Packers, the way that this offseason, this crazy offseason for them ultimately unfolded is probably the best case scenario. You have Aaron Rodgers back for one more season. You were able to give Jordan Love some, you know, some much needed playing time. You got to remember, I mean, he didn't have a preseason last year and and it really hasn't played football at all. He had never
0: taken a snap in a professional football game until this preseason.
1: So he needs all of those. So you know, it'd be surprising if he didn't have those lumps and didn't have those issues. If he came out and was just absolutely fantastic, you would start saying like, "Oh, okay. Well, you know, maybe they maybe the Packers were right to kind of you know feel the way they feel with this whole Aaron Rodgers thing." But ultimately, it was good to get let him get some practice time. But this is this is still a work in progress here, and and ultimately we'll need another probably a year of fine tuning before he's ultimately ready to go in the regular season.
0: Well, and it's 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 key too because you can see you can say all right, we see what we see, you know, he can we he is capable of playing at the NFL level. I oh, yeah. believe that. And and when you know that, you can then use this year, you're not you know you're going to focus on developing, you know, Jordan Love, but you're not you know, you're not You, this is year three for Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. They're going to be on the same page. It's not going to be spending a ton of time bridging that gap. You can instead, you know, devote some resources towards developing Jordan Love this season, letting him work, you know, work behind, work on the bench. And I I think you, you kind of feel fairly confident about next offseason. You're like, all right, let's trade Rodgers and. and and go with love and see what
1: you're you're not asking yourself the question do we still need to find the franchise quarterback post Rodgers I I still feel I think I think that they're confident that they have that guy like it's not a Miami situation where they're like we think it's Tua we we think we like him we think he's the guy I I think Green Bay is looking at a little bit more confidently with Jordan Love with what they've seen over the preseason
0: yeah I would I would agree with that as well we mentioned. Oh, we did not mention. Uh, moving on to the Chiefs, and we didn't mention the Chiefs, right? No. Okay. Um. Yeah, the Chiefs was the Chiefs game was surprising there because Kansas City beat uh the Vikings twenty eight to twenty five, and I was not aware that the the that the Chiefs were going to come out and uncork Patrick Mahomes. They sort of had a very. It, it, here's one potential lesson for the preseason too. Um, week three, Andy Reid and Sean McDermott, and Sean McDermott is while he. Got fired by Andy Reid is originally an Andy Reid protege down back in Philadelphia. They handled uh, things the exact same way, where they they brought in. I think I mean when we say Mahomes had what nine pass attempts or something like that Yeah, he was
1: eight of nine for 117 two touchdowns
0: right that was that was was that was josh allen or mahomes
1: oh that was mahomes
0: okay yeah i was like wait wait they had the exact same line uh, yeah but anyway the very similar lines is my point that's just right. something to tuck away for next year's preseason you know when we're when we're making these
1: preseason bets allen started the game out 10 for 11 and was you know just insane so
0: yeah but yeah i mean mahomes the same way like he hit tyreek hill on this Bomb down the field where Tyreek Hill absolutely and completely smoked his old teammate Brashad Breeland. Uh, he was I can't I guess you get taunting if you do the deuces now, but I mean he could have he could have done the deuces. I mean he got him on. A, I mean it was a double move. It was just he just ran past him as fast as humanly possible. Uh, there was holding against the the Vikings and it still counted as a touchdown. Mahomes looked great and there's no reason to think that the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey who caught two ball, two balls for 35 yards. Aren't going to just come in and, and murder people like they usually do. Well,
1: yeah, I mean they're the favorites to win the Super Bowl at Caesars, they're the favorites to come out of the AFC. I mean that's for a reason. You know this is a team that has been to the Super Bowl the past two years, was able to win one, and and that is just continuing who they're going to be. I it, I don't. There's nothing that says that it's going to be different with Kansas City. They have a revamped offensive line. Patrick Mahomes was commending the offensive line after the game. You know, obviously we're going to see how that kind of that continuity goes into the regular season and how they're able to kind of figure it out because it's a whole new cast of characters. But as long as they can keep him upright and, and you know he's as good as anybody, you give him a little bit of time. Tyreek kills as fast as anyone. All it needs is just a little bit of time, and they can they can connect on those bombs that what we saw.
0: Yeah, the uh Vikings didn't. Or they actually played Cousins five of seven for fifty-seven yards. And did not play Dalvin Cook. Uh, Irv Smith, who was not in, I mean, he was in this game Caught two balls for 39 yards. I think he's rumored to have an injury that could potentially keep him out for a couple of weeks. That's kind of a big blow because they let Kyle Rudolph walk this offseason. Uh, they still have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen p- catching passes. They're going to be run heavy. They want to be good on defense. We'll see how that works out. Uh, but. You know, worth noting that that's a, that's a potential uh, injury for a young player that they thought was going to have a breakout year.
1: Right, and Eric Smith was having a good training camp and, and is a guy, like you were saying, kind of poised to have a breakout season there with Kyle Rudolph gone. Kind of probably somebody that maybe late, late round in fantasy drafts, I think maybe people were keeping an eye on just to kind of see how that happens. Yep. You know, the number three receiver, I, I know the fantasy football today guys have always, you know, kind of noted that the third receiver – in Minnesota hasn't really produced a ton. And so even if you're looking at that from a tight end standpoint with Irv Smith, I don't know if you're going to get a ton of production from him just because that's just not how they run their offense. But, you know, still, that's something to kind of keep note of. I believe it looks like he might miss the start, so with the a start of the min- season with a uh, meniscus. meniscus. Yeah. yeah, Which, That's,
0: that's something that can, you can repair the meniscus and, but I would be worried that that lingers into like week three or four.
1: As a as a as a meniscus survivor, oh, I, wow, I, I can I can I can, I can say that you're the, I'll probably you're, be back.
0: You're a menis- you are the meniscus to Ryan Wilson's ACL. So just yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: the the uh, the Baltimore Ravens continued their streak of preseason covers. I actually got scared after the Jets didn't play their starters against the um wait, who did the Jets play? Oh, did the Jets? What game did you know, the Eagles. Eagles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was like, it was a green team. I thought it was the Packers. No, because I bet I bet the Jets and I was like, oh yeah. Like and I tweeted about it and, and put the pick in. And I got a little nervous because I for week three action, because I was like, oh man, if the like because it was it was the Eagles announced they weren't playing anybody, jumped on the Jets. And so I didn't actually anyway. I got screwed because the Jets decided not to play other guys because the Eagles weren't. And so I didn't bet the Ravens because I was petrified. And they won easily, thirty-seven to three, over Washington, and covered easily. Obviously, they won by thirty-four points. But that's a, a pyrrhic victory for John Harbaugh because the Ravens lost J.K. Dobbins for the entire season as a result of a torn ACL suffered in this game. It's brutal. I mean, this is a you know second-year running back in the you know crazy run-heavy team. Um, that was expected to have a monster year, and had been hyped up as somebody who's going to break out in a big way for the Ravens. They weren't going to make him a three hundred carry guy. That's just not what they do. But he was going to be their primary back. There's a reason why they let Mark Ingram go to you know go in free agency.
1: Exactly. It really is a shame because, like you were saying, just a promising young back, and you know another one to go down, which we'll talk about a little bit later to go ad- go down with the season ending injury. But Dobbins, you know now now it's going to be probably the Gus Edwards show. It, it'll be interesting to see if the ravens maybe dip their toes in the trade waters maybe see who gets caught or, or something along those lines maybe they maybe you know lev Bell's still out there i don't know if that's even something to kind of that they would consider but you know just another notable name uh i believe todd Gurley's still out there too right like you know there, there are names so i, I don't want to immediately you know say oh it's the gus edwards show and it's, yeah. you know that, that's the guy let's see how it shakes out a little bit but like you said that backfield is, you know, really a three-headed monster. At least it has been in, in years past. Whether it's J.K. Dobbins slash Mark Ingram, Edwards, and of course Lamar Jackson. So, like you said, it's not going to be a three hundred, you know, carry guy sure. or whatever it's going to be. But still, that is a substantial loss for somebody who they drafted very highly out of Ohio State. You know, he fit their scheme pretty pretty well because of you know he runs. At Ohio State, he was really good coming out of the uh, the spread, running out of the spread. So to me, Correct. that was a great fit for them, and and ultimately now it's going to be a shame to see him in twenty twenty two.
0: Yeah, if you look at the guys that they have drafted or signed in free agency or given money to in extensions, like Gus Edwards, all of uh, Mark Ingram, um, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill, all ranked extremely highly in production running out of shotgun formations which is where the ravens like to run because they have lamar back there etc and and so i actually got on when this injury happened i jumped on uh shout out to my buddy will newman who who alerted me i didn't even think about it. he's like dude he's like uh gus Edwards is 135 to one to lead the nfl in rushing touchdowns on our on our site and i was like oh let's take it and do, do i think it's gonna hit probably not I mean, you yeah, know, it's unlikely. He's been, yeah, it's hard to hit those bets, but he's now 30 to one, I believe, at various uh, sports books. And so to get 130 to one, I will absolutely uh, take that. I think they like Justice Hill a little bit more than the general perception of him is. And I know they, they love Gus Edwards. They just gave him an extension. I tell you what would not be surprising, Sully, is if they went out and sh- if, they, uh, if they called Tet Houston and said, hey, would you like to give a? We'd like to give you a pick, a mid-round pick for Mark Ingram, who's on a I think a one-year, two-point-three million dollar deal with three hundred K and uh, dead money, and the Texans have. Uh, Philip Lindsay and David Johnson. So that could, you know, that's a reunion that could make a lot of sense. And even though Ingram certainly looks a little slower than uh, he did, you know, when he, when he first got to Baltimore, that's not a crazy idea. I don't
1: think. No, not at all. I mean, and, and you look at that backfield with Houston too. I mean, we were making fun of it in the offseason because they have David Johnson, Rex Burkhead, <laughs> Philip Lindsay. I mean, they were just, they were any running back that was available. They they were bringing in it seems. So yeah, no, obviously, Ingram, like a reunion like that would make sense. It seems like the Texans are kind of willing to wheel and deal. They just traded away uh, Shaq Lawson to the Jets to to replace, obviously, Carl Lawson. So, you know, it does look like they're looking – they're a team to that is looking to get as much draft capital as possible. They're not going to be a good football team this year. When you're rebuilding – you are trying to just get as many pieces as possible to not only bring in cheap guys, but ultimately is, you know, just take as many stabs as you can at the draft to see if you hit. So yeah, no, that's another one where the Ravens are willing to give up like a sixth round pick or something like that, a seventh round pick. Yeah. That's, a, you know, it's not like going to shake the whole entire draft up, right. but it helps both clubs.
0: And, and it's also very possible that what they'll do is just wait until Tuesday, see who gets cut well, and then yeah. go out and sign. They, they'll have their eye on a couple of different guys. Um, Again, if you, you know, we'll, we'll the way to do it is look up and like you can look up and see who's the most effective in college at like Sports Infant Solutions. See how they're, you know, whatever, you know, or whatever. Find who's the most effective running out of shotgun. See if they're a free agent and the Ravens might be potentially interested in them. Only 10 more days until fans are back in stadiums for the kickoff of the regular season to celebrate. Bud Light just unveiled their limited edition team cans designed for the fans. You can see the one that I'm holding right here gorgeous panthers aluminum can you love it i love having an aluminum can full of beer I, I like it it's great for golf courses it's great for nfl stadiums obviously you can't have glass in an nfl
1: stadium i just it was, <laughs> i don't I'm think sure, that that would work
0: i'm sure they like tried that at some point and it went poorly immediately it's like oh okay um so yeah bud light did a great job getting 16 ounce aluminum cans with all kinds of cool slogans on there there's a custom design for every single fan base for the panthers it's the, the, the primary sponsor the primary the slogan is for the fans they also have rar because the panther roars game day icy blue two states one team black and blue attack much more on there it's a very cool kind of matte. Uh, blue can very much dig it, and they're hitting stores now. And the only beer you're going to want to have in your fridge this season. So head over to budlight.com/slash delivery now to find out how to get your Bud Light team limited edition team cans delivered to your house. Again, that's budlight.com/slash delivery. All right. Uh, other in other news, the Chicago Bears played a, a game of professional football, and they were. They won actually 27 to 24, but they initially had a whole lot of problems on the offensive line early on. And you can see it in very, you know, you just go watch the game and it is, it, it is concerning. And I sort of wonder, my question would be with regard to the, the bears is Sully, do you, how, cause I, I know they want to start Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton sucks when he doesn't have protection. That is the, that is a known fact. In in his ten year career in the NFL, he's not good when he doesn't have produ- protection. I feel like Justin Fields' mobility might be the reason you go to him. Um, how how concerned are you about this Bears offensive line?
1: Well, that's exactly what my stance is on that. Is that I don't think that you can start Andy Dalton with this offensive line. As much as Matt Nagy has been saying that he's QB one, the, the team's tweeting it out the second they sign him that he's QB one. You know, and you know all of that. It doesn't make sense. To have him start with this offensive line, it ultimately doesn't make sense. After the summer we just saw of Justin Fields, I mean, that's really the, the main thing. He's ready. He looks the part to be the guy in week one. And Andy Dalton is not, you know, this this. He's not Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. It's not. It's not like there's a clear guy that they have that they just say, okay, no, we'll we're going to you know ride it out with the veteran. You don't really owe Andy Dalton that much. I know you signed him and I know he expected to be the starter but you didn't really expect Justin Fields to be available to you either and he's shown over the course of the summer that he is the better quarterback for this team at this moment in time. I mean, I know that they're going to you know kind of almost you know, feed Andy Dalton to the Wolves when you're talking about playing the uh, Los Angeles Rams in week one, Aaron Dalton and all those guys. Mm. but I, I ultimately think that if you're if you're talking about an offensive line that is just completely shaky, who is better suited, the guy that is a statue in the pocket or somebody that can actually make plays with his feet and throw on the run like we saw just the other day? I mean, he threw a beautiful touchdown pass into the uh, the far end of the end zone on the run. To me, Justin Fields can do all of those things and keep you afloat. He's inexperienced, yes, but ultimately his ability, his talent is better suited for this team right now.
0: Yep. I I think so too. I know they're they concerns about how he fares, you know, against blitzes. How he fares, you know, reading the full develop you know, development of his ability to read coverages and all that. Yeah. And Andy Dalton gives you a, a a, it's not even a higher floor. It's just more confidence that he's going to execute the offense. Just it's, he's not a rookie quarterback. He's a veteran quarterback. But if that offensive line is that bad, um, the Bears could lose some some games early on uh, because they're playing against good good even average defenses that can get to the quarterback.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, again, like I'm saying, it's one of those scenarios where you have deficiencies as an offense. And if you're Matt Nagy, you need to know what you can do well and what you can't do well. And right now, you can't protect the quarterback, or at least throughout preseason, you've shown that you can't protect the quarterback. And if you have a guy like Andy Dalton, who's not as mobile, and you have a guy like Justin Fields, who we even saw a couple of those scenarios where he's backing up, the pocket's kind of collapsing, he's able to step up, survey the field, and then run those are positive plays that Andy Dalton can't make. And I'm right there with you. I understand that, you know, obviously rookie quarterback, there are certain things that he still has to sense a little bit more. You know, I, I remember not this week, but last week, he absolutely got lit up by one sure. of those players. So, you know, you do run the risk of those things, but if we're talking about what can make your offense more successful, I think it's, it, it is Justin Fields mobility that actually will help this team moving forward.
0: 10, ten to agree. Uh, the Titans, Titans and again, you know, the Bears offensive line was bad, but the Titans looked like they were getting some some edge rush going, which would be a huge development. Um, You know, the uh, the the Colts uh, suffered more injuries. By the way, they uh, Sam Tevy is, I believe, going to miss the entire season with an ACL. Was there wasn't there one more? Who am I forgetting? There's somebody I, else. T
1: Y Hilton is also. Yeah, T Y yeah, Hilton is Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and head coach Frank Wright said that they. They don't. They they don't believe it's season ending. They said he was probably going to miss some weeks, but they don't believe the injury is season ending. I think is exactly what he said. So,
0: and as Debo notes, Sam Ellinger is out five to six weeks with a sprained knee as well. So, I, and my point about this was, if the Titans have an edge rush presence, and if the Colts are this banged up, and I know Vince is back, and I know Quentin Nelson can be back, but you know they still got to get on the regular. We still got to get on the field. Like they're coming back from injury. If and uh, the Titans are like minus one fifteen to win the division. It's just a good bet. It feels like a sucker bet, like a super square bet, but it's just a good bet.
1: Right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, no, I agree with you. And, and also, I mean, Tennessee is dealing with some issues, obviously, as well. I mean, you know, Julio Jones and AJ Brown have been dinged up throughout the summer. They're, they've had kind of COVID situation there. It's kind of why I like the Cardinals in Week One. You know, I do maybe long term. I like Tennessee, but if you're talking I can get 3 points right now with the Cardinals and against the Titans. I, I don't hate that, especially, you know, I know we have this big gap coming up, but if things trend trend the same way, yeah. uh, that's one I'm looking at early, but um yeah, no, like like you said. I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, I, they, I they, if they, they have, really have everything right, right I, they're they're I, in the division I, I, race.
0: Yeah, so about the Titans, sorry. So about the Titans like elevating, you know, like, oh, the Titans are great. It's just man, the Colts everything is going wrong for the Colts. Yeah. The Jaguars, I mean, everything's going wrong for them as well. And uh, and and then you know, we don't expect Houston to do much of anything. Speaking of the Jaguars, they beat. Uh, actually, you know, we'll just we'll just lump the Jaguars and the Colts together. The Colts beat the Lions twenty-seven to seventeen. Jacob in ten at fourteen for seventy-four yards. Uh, Ellinger played in this game three of three, and then Brett Huntley played as well. Not a whole. Uh, not a whole lot. Um, really to take away from this game. It was like David Blau and Tim Boyle it was all it was, again this is it. you don't know who's going to play and who's not going right. to play and, and no one played in these games. Jacksonville beat I got Jaguars fans chirping at me in my mentions. Oh, you crapped all over Lawrence and the Jags last week. What now, son? I was like, "Look, if you want me to mail you a trophy for beating for beating up on the, the Cowboys in a preseason game, like okay, like I'm going to like throw a turd in a box and mail it to you." And they're like, "You know, scotch tape like a like a plastic trophy together we
1: can have them we can have them go with their uh afc south brethren and the colts and hang a banner for it (laughs) that that, that could work too. beat
0: beat cowboys in preseason um trevor lawrence did actually look really good in this game 11 of 12 for 139 yards and two touchdowns um the protection issues aside i mean i think basically if they can protect him i think he'll have a good season and yeah maybe they won't win many games but i think trevor lawrence will be good uh also of course as i don't know if this is noted ahead of time but he uh, when did Travis ETN tear his ACL? Was it last
1: week? Uh, Yeah, yeah. It was last week. Yeah, right. yeah. So we we already are, yeah, are. I'm not crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah, last week. yeah.
0: In other words, we've already talked about it on this podcast. Yes, today. yes. Yes. Yeah. But ETN out for the season now, of course, um, not many of the starting guys played the two touchdown catches. Where there were two uh LaVisca Chenault who caught a touchdown and then Pharaoh Cooper. LaVisca Shenault looks like he could be a monster.
1: Well, I was just gonna say he's my main takeaway from this. It looks like he and, and Trevor Lawrence have a connection. He was gaining hype last year, too. And he was kind of one of those, those guys that a bunch of fantasy experts were like, This guy's gonna be good, and just Jacksonville just ultimately wasn't particularly great last season. Yeah. But now that they have solid quarterback play, he caught all three of his targets today, like you said, for a touchdown he's somebody that i really love later in the draft i i do think that he is is gonna be i, I you know i don't want to say like a wide receiver one but you're telling me that he's a wide receiver two flex option that is i i would really I would love,
0: him. love. I think he's, one, he, hes he's he, the he, guy he's jacked up
1: too yeah he's the guy for me that i'm going into the draft trying to get on every single one of my teams that is the guy
0: i love this guy at Colorado he's a and i think with etn out you could almost see uh Urban Meyer potentially try to use Lavisca Chenault in that Percy Harvin role that he had carved out for Travis Etienne. We'll see. Uh, Lavisca's a bigger body, you know, not quite as fast and and but very explosive and and it can be used out of the backfield if you if you needed to. So I'm I'm on board uh, with that. The Jaguars also traded Gardner Minshew for a 6 round pick. John Breach. Oh! Oh! That's that's for Breach suggesting that the Jaguars could get a third round pick for Gardner Minshew. He's dealt to the Eagles, and I'll just go ahead and give it out now. Here's a, the ice cold take presented by Bud Light. Gardner Minshew is going to start some games for the for the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe by week five. I don't know. I'm just throwing out a number. A random number. But I definitely believe that Gardner Minshew will start games for the Eagles at some point this year. That's not a complete knock on Jalen Hurts. I just think that if the Eagles aren't very good and if Hurts isn't playing exceptionally well uh, and if he's not completing passes they may go to Minshew after all. So that is my ice cold take presented by Rod Light. Gardner Minshew starts at
1: least one game for the, the Philadelphia Eagles this season. I like it. I like it. My, my big takeaway with with the Gardner-Mintra thing is I think he was traded to the wrong NFC East team. Where are the Dallas Cowboys in this? Really? Dallas, Dallas to me, is the team that should absolutely be looking for a premier backup quarterback. Everything we've heard about Deck Prescott so far has been positive, right? It seems like he's trending in the right direction, but it's you're still talking about somebody who is coming back from a devastating ankle injury that put him out last year. He was dealing with this shoulder thing over the course of the summer, you just kind of feel, and then you look at these quarterbacks that they have behind him and Danucci and, and Rush and, and and all those guys. None of them feel like they can keep it going. I what I liked about them last year is that they had Dalton, and you're like, okay, it's, a, it's an experienced guy, you can have him come in whenever you need him. Garner Minshew could have been that next guy, he's cheap, he would have only had to give up a sixth round pick. It's it, it to me that made all the sense in the world after what we saw in the preseason from these quarterbacks, these backup quarterbacks in Dallas. To me, that felt like a no-brainer. To me, you know, Joe Flacco looks solid. I I know he's obviously older and all of that. He looks solid in the preseason. I didn't think that they had to kind of go this route with with Philadelphia. I I think that, you know, yes, do you want Joe Flacco to be the guy, but no, but you do, you don't really want Gardner Minshew being that guy either. I mean, it's not like we're talking about these these elite quarterbacks or anything like that. But if we're talking about high quality backups. I felt like the Eagles already had one in, in Flacco. Or at least we've seen his play in the preseason, kind of suggests that. To me, Dallas is the one that I think should have went after him here.
0: That's a, that's actually a much better ice cold take presented by Bud Light than, than mine. <laughs> um, the the thing too with uh, I, I would guess that the Jaguars actually I got one more ice cold take presented by Bud Light. Let's I'm gonna do it. We'll tack one on same vein. Urban Meyer is a looney tune, if for telling everybody there's a quarterback competition for weeks and weeks and weeks, and giving valuable preseason snaps and training camp snaps to Gardner Minshew, and then turning around and trading him for a sixth round pick. That is not how you. This is, that is of co, college football level coaching that is not how you operate the nfl you drafted trevor lawrence first overall. he needs as many reps as he can get and you give them away to a guy you're going to trade to another
1: team for a six-round pick that to me another reason why i'm out of the jaguars and i'm out on urban and i don't think it's an accident that trevor lawrence just had his best game of the preseason with all of that stuff behind him 11 to 12 passing 139 yards two touchdowns i mean uh, 154.5 yeah. passer quarterback right passer rating unbelievable right. yeah. i mean i don't think that those two things are you know that's not a coincidence obviously he's oh. splitting reps in practice he's he's in this quote-unquote competition even though he was you know not even the number one overall pick like the, the the new john elway the new peyton manning like and now all of a sudden it's a it's a quarterback competition you know we've already kind of seen that there's been some questionable things going on with my several Meyer, questionable Jester. things and so that obviously this is just the latest here but that is something to keep an eye on now, obviously, to kind of going forward in the year. They have this is one of those things that you feel like you can't screw up. You have Trevor Lawrence, you have a guy, the next Andrew Luck, you can theoretically contend if you hit things right, you know, as soon as next year and show promise this year. But now I, I I don't know I don't know. Look at the face. Is that's that confidence? Oh darkness, my old friend. Devo just wrote the Urban Meyer,
0: the, the Pete Prisco colonoscopy Urban Meyer face on the uh, on the old YouTube. Great work, Devo. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Bud Light got a, a, a three bonus takes, uh, ice cold takes presented by Bud Light, uh, tacked on to there. Okay. So looking, uh do we mention? We didn't mention the Eagles and the. We did talk about the Eagles and the Jets, right? Yes, they, yes. they didn't play
1: anybody. They they threw the hail mary at the end. That was the That was the. That was the 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 crowning moment of that game
0: ah yes and uh that's how you ended up with a 31 31 all score the the um the thing about the oh god wait i don't think
1: it was the it was a hail mary by the jets at the end yeah morgan right was, oh. yeah morgan morgan through the through the hail mary
0: where how did i miss i think i had the i think i had the e did i have the eagles in my in my picks no i bet the jets that's right never mind um anyway yeah, they wasn't covering. So the, the whole the whole point is th- this is the game that really threw me off because it was like the Jets said, or the Jets were like, we're playing everybody. Then the Eagles were like, we're not playing anybody. So the Jets were like, all right, we're not playing anybody either. And that's that's where in and I got my bet in between, in between like the the stretch there. So that's be careful, be cognizant of that moving forward when we when we look at preseason games. We won't have to worry about it until next year, of course. Uh, quickly hit on some other items. Tom Brady looked fantastic. He was 11 of 14, 154 yards and a touchdown. NFL.com uh, or NFL Media Research says that's his the highest highest preseason passer rating of his career. Which is crazy? Oh no, it's 2016. I'm sorry, I'm dead wrong there. Uh, one thirty six point three. And uh, Pete Prisco texted me during this game and said, or texted this thread I'm on with him. He thinks Joe Tryon, who by the way, twenty eight to one, could be a defensive rookie of the year sleeper. Tryon uh, finished with a strip sack, fumble, and four total tackles. That this defense is just gonna be good.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, they brought back everybody. It's it's one of those things. No one's done it since the 0-3 or four paths they look as primed as anybody to repeat as champions. Again, that continuity is there. Everybody's healthy. Brady and Godwin seem to have a really good connection. They they connected on a touchdown there as well in that game. The other thing, my takeaway was Kyle Trask looked pretty good too. I mean, you know, he's he's another one, 12 of 14, 146, a touchdown. You know, that's that's an encouraging sign there as well for, for the Buccaneers. Again, this is something, this is the pre, the preseason conversations now. Something to keep a pin on over the course of these next few years now if they try to develop him. But, yes, the Buccaneers, they're going to be a wagon. They're going to be, you know, right there in, in the NFC race. They have a second-place schedule this year. I mean, it's just a lot of things are, are working in favorably in their direction to at least come close to repeating.
0: I'm trying to bring up the uh, Caesars division odds here, looking at the NFC South, the Buccaneers look caesars doesn't want to move this so keep betting it i mean i, I don't know, what to tell you like the, everywhere i look it's like minus 265 minus 275 minus 300 now it's minus 200 on the buccaneers now uh the saints down to three to one after james winston looked good in the preseason which not yeah not surprising i'm a little less confident than i was in the bucks just because of how good the saints look but I, I mean i think the like i said the the bucks just going to be a unit they're just going to rip their teams and uh, tom brady's now had a f- the first full season you know working with with uh bruce Arians. i expect some big production from uh, from from the Buccaneers offense. The Teddy Bridgewater started for the Broncos, or I believe he started for the Broncos, right? Six of 11, 62 yards and a touchdown, including actually that touchdown pass was to Cortland Sutton, who is coming off of an injury and ACL tear last year. I am he is really cheap in fantasy drafts. Nobody wants to mess with him. I had heard some concerning things coming out of Broncos camp, and Jerry Judy's hype has pushed him into a fifth round pick. If Cortland Sutton is healthy. And playing well, he's going to be a fantasy value. And like, do not expect that that Jerry Judy will just be a high volume wide receiver one with the, on a Teddy Bridgewater low volume, uh, low passing volume, low passing uh, volume offense.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, twelve hundred you know, around twelve hundred yards. I think just under that in twenty nineteen for Sutton. He's like, like you said. If he right. is right, uh, I believe uh, might have been. I, I'm not one hundred percent sure where he was, but um, yeah. If you get him right. You're talking about, you know, it's just one heck of an offense in terms of the skill position players that they have. His second
0: year year breakup.
1: It was his second year. Okay. And so, you know, you have a guy like Sutton, Jerry Judy going into his second year now. Something to take note of. I think everybody's kind of on that train now to say, okay, he's the fantasy sleeper. And and like you said, I've seen it too. In the mock drafts that I've done, Judy's always the first one. And then it's Sutton now. I don't know. You know, that could change that in the next couple of weeks here now that we're starting to kind of get him back healthy. And now that Teddy Bridgewater is named the starter, I think that that helps everybody in that offense. But even if you look at, you know, the tight end position, Noah Fan I think, is a sleeper tight end that you could probably get late. You know, he could end up being a top 10 guy again. You know, the tight end position, it's really like a three-horse race, and then it's a drop-off after Waller, Kittle, and Kelsey. But still fan somebody that could be factor in, especially now that there are two wide receivers on the outside. And it, we're not even talking about KJ Hamler too. He's another one that can stretch the field. That's an offense that I really like right now in Denver. Again, it's a tough division. You know, you got the Chargers. obviously you get the chiefs, the, Ra- the Raiders are in there as well, but that's another one where I think it's, you know, that's a big Teddy Bridgewater is a big winner here.
0: I agree completely. All right. Speaking of winners and losers, by the way, we missed a couple of games, but it was mostly non-starters. Let's get to actual winners. Give me uh Give me your winner from week three of the preseason.
1: So that was it. My winner was Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> that was it. You took it right from me. But no, but honestly, Teddy Bridgewater named the starter, was able to beat out Drew Locke over the summer, which is, I think, something that we should have expected. I mean, they traded for him. The coaching staff was very familiar with him. It it, it just felt like they were they want they they wanted to they wanted Drew Locke to show himself that they could keep the job. And I don't think he did enough to set, like to completely stamp and, and push Teddy Bridgewater away and Bridgewater to his own right, to his own credit was able to perform well in the preseason. And now, after you get named the starter, you get back what could arguably be your number one receiving weapon in Cortland Sutton. So to me, Teddy Bridgewater, a huge winner, not only just in week three, but for the entire preseason. I
0: will go with uh, Teddy Bridgewater's old uh, teammate, Sam Darnold, for uh, week three of the preseason. Darnold, this is actually my way of jamming in a game that we needed to talk about but didn't talk about There it. you go, nice. Darnold and the Panthers. Uh, by the way, did I mention that I have this t- fantastic Bud Light uh, can from from the, with the Panthers logo on it and a bunch of uh, different uh, things on there. Darnold, 19-25 of 25 for 162 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions against the Steelers. I know the Steelers weren't, you know, playing their hardcore defense or anything like that, but, uh, you know, this is, Darnold had been, like, hadn't done much in the preseason. I think people were starting to get a little panicky around, around these parts where they were starting to worry that, oh my goodness, they passed on Justin Fields and, you know, all these things. Darnold looks sharp against the Steelers, throwing the ball well, and I think that has to give him confidence and has to give the Panthers confidence going into 2021 that the offense can be substantially better.
1: Yeah, and I think that, that Joe Brady and Darnold kind of figured some stuff out in this yes. game too. You know, there was a little bit at the beginning where it's, you know, he's trying to survey the field a little bit longer, holding on to the ball, kind of trying to, you know, Little bit, these plays took a little bit longer to develop, and they were struggling a little bit. And then all of a sudden, I think uh, Joe Brady and them kind of figured out that listen, if we just go up tempo, high volume, one you know, just get the ball out of his hands quickly, we're going to be a more efficient offense. And I think we saw that in this game. So I wonder if this is them again, it's a new quarterback, it's a new system. They're still tweaking all of this out. I know they've had three weeks in the preseason all of training camp, but this is something that's going to kind of be a storyline for the first month or so of the season. And this could be a weird little turning point where they say, hey, listen, you know, we know that he can perform well here. We'll lean a little bit more heavily here to start the start the season.
0: I like it. I like it. Uh, By the way, one other winner game that's currently going on, Joe Burrow. Took the field for the first time after his ACL tear. Got a crazy loud ovation uh, from the fans in Cincinnati. How about a loser for you, Sully, from week three or the preseason as a whole?
1: Well, I'll give you two just because we're going to, you know, just because you mentioned that game. Joe Burrow enters the preseason, gets a standing ovation, and he targets Jamar Chase, and he drops the pass. And been, just been that type of a summer form. And so th- this – I ultimately think he'll be fine – or I'm – optimistic that he'll be fine and be able to kind of, you know, put this summer behind him. And and I'm hoping that that's the case, but you got to be really nervous. If you're Cincinnati, that if you just completely drafted a bust, when you had Panay Sewell in your crosshairs to protect Joe Burrow after the season, we just saw him, you know, have to go through during his rookie season, you're you're holding your breath there. If you're Cincinnati. So that to me, Jamar chase preseason altogether is a loser here, but ultimately the one that I had going into this was just in general, these young running backs, and it's just been a terrible summer for them. I mean, you go Cam Akers to start with the Achilles oh. out for the year. Travis Etienne, the foot, out for the year. Most recent one, J.K. Dobbins, out for the year, ACL. Those were all guys that we were talking about. in Highly possibly. drafted first or second year running back. I was just going to say, you know, highly drafted guys, guys that we were all looking at in fantasy drafts this year. You know, not in the first round, but certainly second, third, fourth round guys, fifth round guys. That we were looking at as RB2s to kind of really solidify our and roster. Akers,
0: well, Akers, you're 100% right on ETN and Dobbins, but Akers was even going like the early for, or late first round.
1: Sure, yeah. If you have a late pick where it's like, you know, 10 11, you get that swing or 12 13, you're kind of coming back around. Certainly, Akers is in that Antonio Gibson discussion, right? Like, you know, he's he's certainly in in, in that area where Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, all those guys were probably coming off the board, you lose a guy like that. So, you know, to me, that that's what really stinks. Obviously, like we were saying, you know, James Robinson, Gus Edwards, whether it's Sony Michelle or Daryl Henderson, those guys are going to get an opportunity, so that's good for them. But in terms of this kind of youth movement at the running back position, it's stalled out for you, which kind of stinks.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to go uh, – I'm just going to stick to my brand and say that uh, a full preseason loser, Urban Meyer. Yep. You know, I think that the, the whole – the Tebow thing – the Travis Etienne is going to be a wide receiver and then hurts his foot doing stuff that you're know, training for stuff that he hadn't been training for in his whole life after training for the 40 for most of the stuff. I'm not saying that that happened. It's just I, like, I think that's worth asking a question about. Um And then they did that like WWE know.
1: thing. Right. Well, didn't he like appear in like a WWE oh, no. skit or something yeah, like you're that? Right.
0: What are we doing? So- and then, the Minshew-Trevor uh, Minshew, uh, uh, Lawrence uh, battle that, you know, then you trade Minshew for a six-round pick. Um, you know, the, the, a, just a whole lot of red flags popping up uh, when it comes to the Jaguars. Because they have Trevor Lawrence, I, I don't want to be out on them completely. But Urban Meyer, to me, and, and maybe his offense will be good. Maybe none of it will matter. But to Urban Meyer, uh, not a fantastic preseason so far no,
1: all right i oh, think just really quickly you know it's one of those things you have to change from a college coach to an nfl coach i think that those things kind of help with recruiting and maybe that's something that he was looking at in in college and trying to bring that to the nfl it's just not going to work there
0: yeah i agree all right that's the show thanks sully, for joining us as always make sure to check him out on cbssports.com at tyler sully on twitter as well appreciate it buddy